So um, today I have a short message from, um, from the book Song of Songs. It just so happens that right now I have been doing a series on the book and uh, to be honest I have been uh, amazed at what I have found. It's really interesting and I guess this is my testimony. Um, I had been reading many times before uh, from the spirit of prophecy even hearing from preachers that the word of God is is really a treasure and that if you study the word of God um, with all your heart if you seek for it like you would seek for gold, you will truly find things that are amazing. And so I have had that experience, to be honest, and I praise God for that. I have seen things I haven't seen before, particularly because this is a book that's, um, in a sense, almost it feels as though it's a forbidden book for, <laughs> for some reason, because I haven't really heard many people uh, share from this book. However, we know that it is also inspired and uh, Jesus says that all scripture, well, he says, um, you search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life and they are they which testify of me. So we know that every part in the Bible must speak about Jesus Christ. And so we'll continue to talk about the goodness of Jesus Christ uh, because when we talk about the goodness of God, we are told in Malachi that he actually writes our names in the book of remembrance uh, for that and so i just want to share a few thoughts there's uh, about 16 verses i won't go through all of them just a few of them and uh, you can continue studying this amazing book so before i proceed i just want to say another quick uh, short prayer if that's okay our dear heavenly father thank you so much for your word Lord, uh, you do many things through your word. You created this world through your word. You healed the sick through your word. And you tell us in your word that you sanctify us by your word. So Lord, I pray that as we study your word, that we may receive comfort, that, that we may have patience uh, from studying your word. Lord, I ask that you put your words in my mouth for the few minutes that I'll be sharing this devotion. And I pray that you may give us a listening ear to hear your Holy Spirit and to accept the invitation to get deeper and closer into a relationship with you. Uh, this is my prayer in Jesus name. Amen. All right so uh, just for the sake of time you can read the verses on the screen or follow from your Bibles but verse 1 says behold thou art fair my love behold thou art fair thou hast dove's eyes within thy locks Thy hair is as a flock of goats that appear from Mount Gilead. Uh, now, this is interesting, uh, especially when you understand the context of the whole book. It's, it's literally a story of a man and a woman. And it starts with a woman in a deep intimacy or having a deep desire to be with the man. This chapter, specifically chapter 4, it's the man speaking. Now we know from the word of God that Jesus Christ, uh, according to Ephesians chapter 5, that Jesus Christ is the husband and the church is the wife. And that relationship uh, is also well reflected in our marriage relations because of that. So our relationship with God is also compared to uh, the relationship between a man and a woman. And so when you study the book of Song of Songs, you can literally understand that Jesus, uh, when, whenever you hear where Solomon says something, that's, that could be Jesus Christ speaking 
to the church, the woman. And this really makes sense. So what happens in chapter one is the, um, the woman is insecure. The woman literally doesn't think that she is beautiful or that she is enough, right? And so she, she has some, some negative feelings, if you like, when you read chapter one. And then, and then the, the man comes and affirms the woman and tells her that you are actually amazing, you are beautiful, you are fair. And the thing, the same thing is repeated here in chapter four, where it says, behold, thou art fair, my love, behold, thou art fair. And when you, when you think of these words as the words of Jesus, it changes the whole dynamic because now it's Jesus speaking to the church. It's Jesus speaking to you as an individual. When you look at your life as a Christian, when you look at your past, the things you've done, it's so easy. In fact, it's the, the logical, it's the most logical uh, uh, thing you can do to conclude yourself as a sinner, as worthless, as, as unimportant, as only bringing hurt and heartache to God. But then when Jesus looks upon you, he sees something different. He says, you are fair despite how bad you might feel, despite how sinful you might feel, Jesus sees something valuable in you. And so Jesus is able to tell us today, this evening, that you are fair, you are fair. Now it's very interesting that it's repeated twice. And usually in the Bible, when something is repeated twice, it's for confirmation. It means it is true. Jesus usually used to say, verily, verily, I say unto you. So that means it's true. He's not lying. He's a faithful witness. So he's saying, you are fair, my love. But this fairness or this completeness is only found only in our relationship with God. Only as we relate to Jesus the right way can we truly be called fair. And it explains it. Uh, it, it ex it's explained here where it says, thou art fair, Thou hast dove's eyes within thy locks. And that phrase is very important because the man compares the eyes of the woman to a dove's eye. And dove's eye are very interesting because they are something that's called binocular. So the way doves look at things, they're not like us. For me, I can look at one screen here and another screen there and look at two thing, two separate things at the same time. But for a dove, it can only look at one object at the same time. So this eye and that eye coordinate with each other to look on one single thing. And this is this reflects something that Jesus tells us in the in the New Testament, he, where he says that your eye has to be single to the glory of God, and that's that's. That speaks also to the um, to the uh, laser focus that exists in this relationship between uh, between God and ourselves. In other words, as with a dove, as 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 a dove looks at one thing only, even in our relationship with God, we can only look at one thing at a time, and that has to be only God. So we only complete as we look upon Jesus. And really, this reminds me of another verse that says, you are complete in him, right? So our completeness only exists in our association, not just association, but our acceptance and our, our being adopted into Jesus' family. And we know what Jesus Christ has done for us. He died for us. He, 
He, he's interceding for us. And it's because of these things that we can be fair. Because when we sin, when we mess up, we go back to him and we ask for forgiveness and he forgives us. But as soon as we are disconnected from him, as soon as we start worshiping other gods and having other things, then Jesus Christ can no longer be of value to us and we cannot truly be fair or perfect. I'll just run through um, what Jesus Christ does next. Um, like I told you before, uh, the woman is insecure if you read uh, chapter 1. Uh, chapter 1, uh, where she says, for example, in verse number 5, I am black but comely, O daughters of Jerusalem, as the tents of Kedah, as the curtains of Solomon. And then verse 6, Look not upon me because I am black, because the sun hath, uh, hath looked upon me. My mother's children were angry with me, etc., etc. So these verses shows us that, that the woman is, is not, does not think she deserves to be with a man. And so the man has to affirm. And it's interesting what uh, the man does here. The man starts to praise or give compliments to the woman. And I won't go through all of them, but there are compliments about the teeth. There are compliments about the lips. There are compliments about compliments about the neck. There are compliments about the breasts even. There are compliments about... That's right. So when you combine all the compliments that the man gives to the woman, it's seven of them, right? And the, the man is referring to seven things. We won't have time to go through through the, the meaning of those things. But it's also interesting how Jesus Christ also not only affirms us, but he actually gives us compliments. When you read the book of uh, Revelation, you remember when Jesus had a few things to say against the churches, he always gave a compliment first. And so Jesus sees the, the, the good things that you do, and he cares that you do as well. But not only that, the reason why the man compliments uh, or should I say the reason why Jesus compliments us is to show us that he has equipped us for success. He has equipped us for perfection. So literally there's no excuse we can give because Jesus Christ has done everything for us to ensure that we are perfect and safe in him. And so Jesus Christ, just like Solomon, longs for a deeper intimacy with us. He longs for us to have a complete relationship with him without any distraction, without any insecurities on our part, but full trust that he is able to keep us secure and peaceful. So this verse in verse number seven says, Thou art all fair, my love, there is no sport in thee. This verse is really um, unbelievable, I should say, because even if you think of it literally, how can, and you know, love is love, love happens and people in love give compliments to each other, but it cannot be true that the other person can, can reach a point where they have no spot in them. I mean, being human is literally being, is associated with being weak and having limitations. So how is it that a person can, can be without spot? And of course, we know that through Jesus Christ, it is possible. In fact, when you read the book of Revelation, the church there, the bride, is also without spot and without blemish. This, I believe, is the mystery of godliness. This is what God is looking for. He wants us to be like him. From the very beginning, be holy even as I am holy. 
But for this to happen, there needs to be an intimacy. There needs to be a connection that we've never experienced before. In fact, you know, when, as I was studying the book of uh, Song of Songs, the most intimate relation that exists on the planet is what is uh, referred to as the, you know, the privilege of um, marriage, you know, uh, which would be sex, for uh, sex would be the, 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 the right way to, of using it. So humans engage in that activity, that would be the most intimate relation that exists on the planet. And, and one of the reasons why God created that is to show us that what he's looking for is something actually deeper and better than that. Because remember that every relationship that exists on the planet was created to reflect the relationship that should exist between us and God. Which is why uh, in heaven there won't be marriage, for example, because uh, marriage would have fulfilled the purpose that it was intended to fulfill, which is literally to bring us closer to God. So that relation that exists between uh, a man and a woman must always reflect um, God's unity. And so God is literally calling us into a deeper intimacy than we've ever experienced before. And we can only, we can only be without sport if we have this intimacy with him. Um, this intimacy, is given in different ways. Um, if you read uh, chapter 8, it talks about how Jesus Christ, or should I say Solomon, um, actually it's actually inverted. In chapter 8, we see that the woman desires that Solomon was her brother. So she was looking for an intimacy, not only that exists between a man and a woman, but something like a relation that would exist between a brother and a sister. You know that freedom that exists between them that interaction that exists between them and even here the same analogy is used where you know solomon says thou hast ravished my heart my sister my spouse thou hast ravished my heart with one of thine eyes with one chain of thy neck this is very important because literally it means that what god is looking for is something better than having a sister something better than having a spouse God wants to have a deeper relationship than any relationship we will ever have, which is why God would say something like, if, if, um, if you cannot give up your brother or your mother, you're not worthy of me, because God wants to go deeper with us. But it seems that there are many distractions. It seems, even when you read the book, there are many things that are, can distract the, the intimacy that exists between, uh, between the couple. And uh, we just have to be aware that that that's the case and always strive to have a deeper intimacy in conclusion um, i just want to go to the last verse there's many things we could have gone into but we do not have the time to but the last verse is really uh, amazing and it speaks of how this intimacy can be gained how this intimacy can be experienced it says i wake o north wind and come thou south blow upon my garden that the spices thereof may flow out. Let my beloved come into his garden and eat his pleasant fruits. You know, the Bible uses the analogy of a garden. In fact, in Revelation chapter 14, we are told that the harvest is about to happen. But, uh, you know, for the harvest to happen, there are things that need to happen. There needs to be what's known as um, the latter rain, for example, for things to harvest. But not only that, the analogy of a wind 
is also used by Jesus Christ to represent the work of the Holy Spirit. Um, he says, speaking to Nicodemus, that the wind goes uh, wherever it wants and you do not know how it works. And I want to suggest to us tonight that the only way we are going to have this deeper intimacy with God, that God is so madly looking for, if you like, is to accept the influence of His Holy Spirit upon our hearts, to listen to the Holy Spirit when He tells us things. And so I pray and hope that this will spark in you a desire to continue to study deeper into the Song of Solomon, but really study deeper about God's love and about the intimacy that He's calling us into. An intimacy that an, an intimacy that the likes of which you have never seen before. Something that we need, something that needs to continue to grow and grow even throughout eternity. Something that that is really unstoppable. And so I think I'll stop here and I hope and pray that the Holy Spirit will um, use the the words, um, even though they were all over the place, but use the words to speak to your heart today and to realize that Jesus wants to have a deeper communion with you. He longs for it. That's why he created, that's why he created people. At first he creates Adam, but then says it's not good that he should be alone because Adam would be confused about who God is. Uh, but then with Eve, Adam understands God because the Bible says male and female created he them. Male and female. It takes male and female to reflect the image of God. Well, because of time, I don't think we can continue, but um, I hope you learned something from this devotion. I hope that God has blessed you uh, in some way uh, tonight. Mm -hmm.